G'day, pork chops. Wait, am I allowed to start the podcast like that? I'm pretty sure I am. I'm pretty sure I can do whatever I like because it's beyond the likes. I'm not going to say the B word, I'm not going to say it, don't say it, Amy. Listen, I've just come back from not yoga. I thought it was yoga, but it, I mean, I think it maybe it was yoga. It's called Deep Relax and Stretch. We did a lot of deep stretching. We did a lot of breathing. Hang on a second. Let me introduce this podcast properly. Hello, <laughs> friends. It's me, Amy Gerard, back from my kitchen. I'm going to explain in a little bit more depth why I'm doing this from my kitchen again. It's because my husband has screwed me over, basically. Short story is... Back when we did our last podcast and he got all like peacocky and he was like, yeah, I'm going to host the podcast, blah, blah, blah. And you've all been asking for him to host. Well, last Friday I was like, all right, we're going to host this podcast. Sorry, you're going to host the podcast on Friday. Sorry, on Monday night. So just get prepared. And he was like, that's not enough notice, even though I'd just given him three days. And then basically tonight's Monday, at today's Monday, and I, I said to him when he got home, I'm just going to duck out to what I thought was yoga. And when I get back, you're going to host the podcast. And he was like, no, no, no. I Like I haven't prepared. I haven't prepared. And I was like, well, here's a list of things that I think we can talk about. And he was like, no, no. When, I, when I'm hosting, I'm running my own schedule. <laughs> so here I am with absolutely nothing planned. I mean, I have some topics that I wanted to chat about with him, but when he's not coming on, it's just me. But you know what? You want raw and authentic, so this is raw and authentic. I'm just going to give you a quick recap of Mother's Day, and then I'm going to tell you what I have in store for me this week. So both weren't really ideal, Mother's Day was, obviously it was beautiful spending it with my children. If you follow me on the gram, you would have seen that my husband sent me for an ice bath at 8am in the morning. Truth be told, he did think he was doing me a favour. I I went down to Melbourne a few, about a month or so ago with Lisa and we went to this beautiful day spa called Comma and they had this package where you jumped in a spa and then it was really, really hot and then you'd jump in an LED sauna and then you'd get in your traditional sauna, which was far too hot. It was like sitting close to the sun. And then at the end of the circuit, you would pull on a string which would empty a bucket of cold water over your head. It was about 18 degrees. And that was like the hot and cold sensation. And then you would just repeat that circuit like multiple times within an hour. I have never done anything like that before, but I walked away from there feeling like the most incredible version of myself. Like my whole body had detoxed alcohol out of my system for a whole year. I don't know. It spun me out. I felt amazing. My skin was glowy AF for, I don't know. I don't know. I just felt so good. And so I've obviously come home and raved about it to him. And he's like, yeah, okay, well, there's this wellness center near where we live. I'm going to book her in for an ice bath. But very, very different. I remember when I got up there at 8 a.m., I said, oh, you know, my husband's booked me in for, you know, uh, something. And she was like, "Mm, you're booked in for an ice bath. (laughs) And I said, yeah. And she goes, if you are 
didn't book this in yourself and you haven't mentally prepared yourself for this, it's going to be kind of challenging. And I was like, oh, I mean, how cold is the bath going to be? She was like, it's four degrees. So I was like, um, I mean, will I get hypothermia? Am I going to die? And she was like, no, because you're only going to sit in it for three minutes. And obviously you can tap out at any given point. So listen, I do rise to a challenge. I'm not competitive, but I do like a challenge. But I remember putting my foot in there and like it was instant pain. There was nothing enjoyable. It was instant pain. And then I was like, hang on a second. How the fuck am I about to submerge my entire body into this thing? Anyway, long story short, I did. For the first three minutes, I didn't. I submerged myself up to my chest um, and everything hurt. It was not enjoyable. I had to like just concentrate on my breathing. Next step is I do like a Wim Hof breathing, but that's, that's a whole nother level of wellness that I'm not prepared to enter into yet. Soon I'll be having celery juice for breakfast and God knows what else, having ice baths down near Mount Kosciuszko. Wait, where's Mount Kosciuszko? Is that in Japan? Mm. I failed geography. Then I got to get in an LED sauna. That was lovely. Spent 45 minutes in there. Now that's where I should have tapped out because that's where she was like, yeah, you can absolutely tap out. Or if you want to push yourself like a psychopath, get back in the bath after you've done the LED sauna. So you know what? Because I'm a an absolute gronk. I did. I got in it and I got my arms in. She was like, if you can put your fingertips in, it'll really like bring your senses and your die. Anyway, it was not nice. It was not enjoyable. I then got out and had to have like a hot, hot shower, but I did feel good. I'm not going to lie. I don't know what the whole hot, cold thing is. I felt alive. I also felt extremely tired, But I mean, that could have had something to do with my uh, two-year-old excessively waking me up for that entire week. So that was my Mother's Day in a nutshell. There was no card, disappointing Ryan, no beautiful montage of all the videos that he takes of me and the kids. Oh, hang on a second. That's because there is none. Because, you know, men, they just... If Ryan died tomorrow, touch wood, obviously, we don't want him dying. But if he did, the video montage that I could do for his funeral, oh, my God, there would not be a single dry eye. It would be him playing with our children, dancing with me, like anything and everything, us on holidays, him laughing, slow-mos of him enjoying a beverage, I capture it all and he, w- he, w- he would literally have nothing. I think maybe he's got two videos in his camera and that both of which are of me snoring open mouth like a hibernating bear. I constantly get, vi- I constantly get messages from people being like, he's the best dad. He's the best dad. Look at him dancing with his kids. Oh, and chicks are probably frothing over the bloke. Don't get me wrong. He's an incredible dad. But you know who else is an incredible parent? Me but you'd never know. And look, don't get me wrong. The memories, they live on in my heart and I have them and I don't do anything because I want it filmed, but it would just, damn it, it would be nice. It would be nice if he was like, oh, look, there's Amy and all three kids sharing a really special, cute moment and 
I'm just going to whip out my phone. I'm going to take a photo of that because I know that she would love to have this photo. Nah. Never goes through his head. Never, ever, ever. Until I bitch and moan and then blow up and then like, again, I think the only photos he's ever taken of me and the kids have been when I'm sleeping with them, like when they're asleep next to me. I've got a cute photo of me and Kobe in bed and me and Charlie in bed, but that's it. Imagine if Hang on one second. Sorry, I'm having a hot chocolate. Mm. I should have had a matcha tea. Is that what all the yogi people drink? Anyway, I'm having hot chocolate. This microphone is very high. I've thrown my neck out. I had um, an engagement party on the weekend. And when I have a few drinks, I like to do, you know, the Blink-182 head banging, whip your hair like, yeah, I do that in my late thirties. It's probably something that I'll carry on through to my geriatric years, but YOLO. I do love a dance floor and I was able to sniff one out on the weekend. So basically we've gone from Mother's Day, ice baths, disappointing uh, lack thereof videos, photos from the husbands. I know I'm not alone. I know there are a lot of you out there who also wish that their partner would pick up and take some cute photos. And you know what we should just start doing? We should start, like, I know what I do. Sorry, I've completely, I'm jumping from topic to topic here. This is what happens when your husband stitches you up and doesn't host the podcast that he said he's going to do. What I do is whenever I'm out or whenever I'm with my girlfriends with their kids, I trigger happy. Like, I will take as many photos as I can Um, because I know how cherished they are and I know how nice it is and I know how shit men are in that department. So if you see your girlfriends out with their kids, take their photo with their children, do it because they will love it just as much as you you do. Okay. So we're going to park that topic. Mother's Day was nice. My children were amazing. I got some beautiful stuff from their preschools and their schools. Then I had an engagement party on the weekend. Ryan and I went toe to toe as per normal in terms of our drinking to begin with. And then there's always one person who takes the lead. And lately that's been Ryan. I don't know if it's because I'm, I don't know, like, no, there's no reason. I was going to say, cause I'm an, um, an athlete now. <laughs> it's not that I'm an athlete. It's just because Ryan is quite, when he gets on a level, there's just no, I can't, I can't go toe to toe with him. So I'll get to a point where I'm like, yeah, I'm feeling boozy. I'm having a real good time. And then he'll be the same in in the same place. And then I'll be like, I know how shit I'm going to feel tomorrow. So I'm going to tap out and switch to waters. And that's when he just really elevates and goes into shots. It never ends well with him. And Sunday was a very, very prime example of that. He was in the hurt locker. I got up. I was actually like, I I feel really tired because doesn't matter what time I get home, my body clock will wake me up at 6 a.m. regardless. It is the bane of my existence, let me tell you. But Ryan also had very minimal sleep, but was in a world of pain. He looked like a 70-year-old. He looked fucking dehydrated. Let me tell you. Have I said, let me tell you a lot? Hang on. Mm. 
And then we came home, picked up our babies, in-laws had them, very, very nice. Now, this week, my littlest one, Cobes, he is getting a, a what's it called? Adenoidonsolocotomy. <laughs> Basically, he's getting his tonsils and his adenoids out. And if you've been playing along at home, you would know that He'll be my second child who's getting his tonsils and his adenoids out. And I kind of suspected that Kobe was going to need at least a once-over by our ENT. He, he was always an open-mouth breather. It's a red flag, just FYI. If you have children that are open-mouth breathing, you might want to just get them checked out by an ENT because it's not normal. Like you should, when you are sleeping, you should breathe with your mouth closed and you should breathe through your nose. He was breathing with his mouth open every time he would go to sleep, but I noticed that when he would get sick, obviously the tonsils swell up and the snoring would start. But then I just noticed that his breathing sometimes would get a little bit labored at nighttime. And because he loves to come in and sleep next to me, I, and I'm a very light sleeper, I would also notice that sometimes his breathing, um, he would have quite long pauses in it. Now, I, I think, I'm pretty sure large tonsils and adenoids are hereditary. Don't quote me on that, but I have had my tonsils and adenoids out. My mom said I used to snore so loud I would sound like a freight train. She said you could hear me from like three houses away. Now, Truth be told, I do still snore, but only when I'm falling to sleep. Once I'm asleep, I'm mouth is shut and I'm out to the world. Ryan also had his adenoids and tonsils out, and so did his brother, and so did both of my brothers. So I'm surprised Charlie hasn't. Charlie has had hers looked at, and her the ENT said that she was fine. So basically. Kobe is going in this Friday. He's going to have his adenoids and his tonsils out. Here he is. I've just told everyone how you've stitched me up and you're not hosting. Do you have anything to say to you for yourself? Mate, I promised the um, co-hosting duties, but you need to... I gave you notice on Friday. I forgot. <laughs> and last night, and you know I don't operate. What do you... Well, with under short, stress, no, with short time frames, people can't hear you. Got to talk into the microphone. <clears throat> what are you gonna? Are you gonna come on next week and host, or do you need a few? Or what do you need a month? Do you, are you what, gonna, if you if you commit to a time now, then yes, I'll have time to prepare. Do you need a but I'm, I'm doing your audience a favor <laughs> by preparing, yes, because I promised uh, an above average experience. Are you gonna pull out an experience? Excel spreadsheet and put some no, dot points down. But I'm gonna in my notepad like put down some, <laughs> put down some questions that I would like to ask you. Oh, you're gonna put me on the spot? No, I'm not gonna put you on the spot. What kind of topics are you gonna talk about? This will be <laughs> this is yeah undecided because I'm unplanned. So I've just had to come on and just absolutely talk codswallop all all night. Your audience, send Amy a message and let her know that her unplanned rambles <laughs> are not appreciated and you would prefer her to take some notes. Some notes? Of what you're going to talk about, of key topics, discussion points. But I, I thought we were going to – I thought you were coming on tonight to host and you were going to come at me with some topics and some questions. I agreed to co-host. There was none of this, oh, oh yeah, sorry. you're doing it tomorrow night. The whole point was I was going to host, but if I'm hosting, then I'm bringing a meaningful Mm-mm. topic and discussion. Mm. 
Maybe we can discuss how you never pick up the phone and take any photos of me and my darling children together. How you didn't write me a card for Mother's Day. <laughs> you got nothing to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking about the wonderful spa experience I got you for Mother's Day. <laughs> I've already told them about the ice bath that you sent me to. The four degree ice bath. There was, there was nothing spa day like about it. There is a lot of other things up there that I think that I would, um, I would like to, I would like for you to book me in for. Another twelve months before Mother's Day. <laughs> There's a, like a cocoon thing. There's a steamer, like a. Anyway, now I'm just filling them in about Kobe, how he's going to have his adenoids and his tonsils removed, and then it's a, a solid two weeks recovery and there's no ifs or buts about, like there's no like, oh, he'll be fine in four days. I still want to know why you think that you should go to the hospital with him. Because I'm his favourite. And when he's coming out of a general anaesthetic, do you think who do you think he's going to be crying for? Potentially you. <laughs> but, but that leaves me with the other two. Yeah, and God forbid you have to do a school drop-off. I think it would be harder at hospital with him than at home with the other two. Yeah, exactly right. So why do you want to go? Nah, he is a mummy's boy through and through. I finally got one. I finally got one because Bobby's not a mummy's boy. He's just in love with dad only. Because he knows the truth. The truth? Yeah, he keeps it real. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he'll go in on Friday. He'll go under a general. He'll come out. Now, some kids react quite differently after they've come off a general anesthetic. Like I've got girlfriends who have had their kids. Are you going to bed? Yeah. Where's Kobe? In your bed. You put him in our bed? In his bed. Oh, okay. Good night. Right. So my girlfriend's daughter, when she woke up, she went absolutely berserk and this is apparently it's quite common like she didn't know where she was and she was kicking and screaming and they had to get nurses to come in and hold her down and yeah that would be horrible to see your little one doing that but I I have heard that it's just a reaction to the general anesthetic now Bobby was like a dream patient he woke up he was totally fine he actually was fine and I remember Ryan bringing him home from hospital and we were staying at my mum and dad's or we were at my mum and dad's and I remember him running doing laps and laps and laps of my mum and dad's place and just completely fine and I was like wow this is almost too good to be true and it was So he kind of crashed on day two or day three, and then it was really hard. You have to stay on top of their Nurofen and Panadol. Like you literally don't ever want that to wear off. You don't want them to not have anything in their system because it is really, really painful. Their breath is like nothing I have ever smelt in my life. It's like a dead carcass in their mouth. And I have a proper bad breath phobia. So it's like my worst nightmare, but you know, it's my children. You push on, you're there for them. But that is very intense, which I'm glad they told me and gave me the heads up about because I would have been like, what the hell is going on? Um, But basically, Nurofen Panadol every four to six hours. They also give you like baby endone. We only had to use that a few nights because they wake up, well, Bobby woke up a few nights and he was just so distressed. The poor little fella, he was 
so, so distressed. They also tell you not to change their diet. So I think by default, people think, oh, you know, you just want to give them yogurt and ice cream and cold, smooth liquids and whatnot. But the best thing to do is just to maintain a normal diet. So that's toast. And what you don't want is you don't want the tonsils to kind of scab over. So by eating all your normal foods, it kind of helps. I mean, I think it scabs over eventually. I don't know. I just remember my ENT saying, just feed them their normal diet. And yeah, look, it is a tough recovery process, but my gosh, is it worth it? It was an absolute game changer for, for Bobby. And for myself, his entire personality changed. And that was mainly because he just was never getting into REM. So he was never getting the deep sleep that, you know, is so important to us. So as soon as his tonsils were out and his adenoids were out, the guy started putting himself to bed from like 6.30, 7pm every single night and just sleeping through. And his change in demeanor was almost instant. So within two to three weeks, I noticed a change in him. Now, I actually don't think Kobe's sleep is as affected. I am wondering if his constant night wakings has something to do with his big pauses in sleeping. Sometimes I, you know, I think because I see him when he's even laying next to me, sometimes when he has a big pause, he'll wake up going, (gasps) and I think sometimes that's what's waking him up. And then he's like, oh, well, I'm awake. I'm going to go and get into mum's bed. So I'm hoping that by removing the tonsils and the adenoids, clearing up his airways and getting him to breathe better with his mouth shut, I'm hoping that will keep him asleep and potentially in his own bed, at least until 5.30 in the morning. By then, he's more than welcome to come in for cuddles. So this podcast will be coming out on Wednesday this week, and we will be in hospital on Friday, and we'll be in there overnight. And then we will have the two-week recovery process where he can't go to preschool and I'll just have to be home with him for the next two weeks. So I'll share the journey with you guys if anyone is also about to have their kids' tonsils and adenoids, you can come along and um, it'll be a bit of perspective for you or give you a bit of an insight into what you have not to look forward to but what it's like, what the process is like. So you can follow our journey on that if you are in the slightest bit interested. I'm hoping it does help him out and have the same impact that it did on Bob. So I am going to love you and leave you. It is now 10 p.m. on Monday night. I am going to get up and do a Pilates class because it's probably the only class I'm going to get to this week. I'm working on Wednesday. Friday we're in the hospital and, yeah, that's a little recap in the life of Amy Gerard. Not that I am anyone special. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast. I'm, I am sorry that it's not tailored and structured like Ryan would like me to believe that you will want. I do think sometimes there's just going to be a few potties like this one that are just last minute thrown in there. But you know what? At least I turned up. I will chat with you all next week and I love you all and thank you all for the support and for listening and all of that jazz and you guys are the best. All right, I mean it and have a wonderful week. 
and a wonderful weekend. And I'll see you again next Wednesday. All right, bye for now. Mwah.